You're listening to the Concession Stand Podcast on the Orbital Jigsaw Network. From movies and TV to consoles and video games. Don't let your geek flag fly with your hosts, Nick Howe and Andy Nelson. Back to the concession stand. This is episode number 45. I'm your host, Nick Howell. Sitting across from me, Mr. Andy Nelson. How are you, sir? It has been too long, my friend. Yes, it, it has. so good to be back. Uh, we had a lot going on uh, th- over the last couple weeks, and we were sorry that we were able to get stuff to you, so we're going to try and be a little more consistent with our shows, and uh, we're going to change things up maybe a little bit. Uh, what about that uh, Stone Cold salute that we normally do? Yeah, wait, what happened to that? Uh, I guess we'll figure that out. What do you think? (laughs) I think we're going to do something a little bit special with that. Going forward, I think we're going to change the Stone Cold Salute to be a special thing that we give an honor to at a random part of the show that we think deserves it. So you're never going to know where it comes from, and you never know when it's going to happen. Oh, okay. Stay tuned, because we've got a special one for this episode. But to give you guys an idea of what we're going to be talking about today, let's let's tease the episode a little bit. Uh, first, we're going to do some updates on us. Yeah. Where the hell have we been? Uh-huh. What have we been up to? Yep. And uh, give you an idea of where, how we're going to mold the show a little bit differently, right? Because we got a special thing to celebrate. Also, we're going to go through some of our quick hits. Yep. We get a lot of yep. good feedback yep. on that. People like that stuff a lot. And our big main lobby topic today is going to be around Star Wars, right? What's going on over at Lucasfilm and why the hell are all these directors getting replaced over the last few films? I don't know. We're probably going to talk about that later, but we should probably crack a beer, right? Absolutely. Okay, let's do that. Okay. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, happy one-year anniversary, Nick. Yay! Uh, there was As no- of September 8th, <laughs> I believe it was, we yeah. put up our first episode last year on September 8th. So I did something this past week that was a lot of fun. I went back and listened to episode one. Oh, you did? Of the concession stand. Oh, I'd be scared to do our, that. Our big, our big two-hour grand premiere. Oh, my goodness. It was called Great Expectations. Yes, they were Great Expectations. Yes, they were. So, Hoping, and hopefully we've met those for you oh, over, yes. over the year. There, there was an interesting thing that happened, though. When we first started the concession stand, um, it was a very large variety show of sorts. We touched on everything from TV and movies to pro wrestling to consumer tech, video games, and then we even had a main story on top of all that. Yeah, it was, it was basically all the stuff that we liked. But yeah. Here's what happened. So Nick and I have known each other for you know, almost like 15, 20 years, right? And we always would sit around and like joke and talk around, uh, talk about stuff. And, and we, we were like, man, we should just record this. It'd be great if like, because people would laugh when they would listen to us talk yeah. anyways, when they were next to us at a bar typically. And we decided, hey, maybe we should just share this with the world. So yeah. we've been doing it now for a year and hopefully you've enjoyed it and come along for the ride with us. And uh, we thank you for that for sure. Uh, but yeah, one year. I can't believe it, man. Uh, you you nailed it right there. Thank you guys very much for, for hanging with us for a year. It's been a very fun ride. We have big plans and more, not just on this show, but across the entire Orbital Jigsaw Network. Uh, but we've been away for the last month for several reasons, and I kind of wanted to go over some of those reasons with the listeners. Well, let's start with you. What have you been up to? Well, you know, there's this whole Orbital Jigsaw Network thing that we've been building. We, oh, uh, we, we're up to nine shows now. Wow. Nine wow. shows. 
uh, two or three of those are kind of around the original thing that we wanted to do with concession stand. We've just broken them out into uh, separate shows now because to give people more time to talk about it. And some of the feedback we got was certain people liked things that we're doing and some didn't like the other things. So now they have the choice. Yeah, and, and, and you've done a really good job of like bringing things from all different sort of, of walks of life and different interest groups and, and things that people care about. So there is a, there's a video game show. There's a super nerd show. There's a, there's a history show. There's all kinds of stuff. You've just or a wrestling show show which i love listening to that's one of my favorites that you do with uh, with Surrey and dangerous so yes, yeah uh you've done a fantastic job of building this network and i can't wait to see what you do with the next thank you thank you also you got really busy in like hollywood <sighs> what's going on with the with that over there that's a good thing so yeah i got back from europe this summer and that led right into another gig that i started a couple of weeks ago that has just been taking up all of my time um much to the chagrin of my family yeah. it, it, i might as well still be in europe that's how much i've seen <laughs> them i've passed my children in the night uh, and my wife and I, and I and while I can't stand that, uh, it's a really cool show that I'm working on again for NBC. It'll be on in January with some big name talent. And uh, yeah, we'll have two big shows on in January that we can talk about. I can't talk about them yet. But of yeah, course, you're going to like them. And I can't wait to share them with the world and with you guys listening. Well, the last thing we wanted to go over here was Andy and I for the last month have been kind of reevaluating what we wanted to get to you, the listener right. from this show. Yeah. What we we have some certain emotional attachments to things, but. You know, we've been asking a lot of our listeners, a lot of you guys, about what we wanted you guys to get out of this show. And as we've grown and as we've evolved over the last year, we've kind of whittled things down to be kind of the Goldilocks show of TV and film. And since we're right here in L.A., our backyard is the entertainment industry. And with me getting into voiceover and you having your long career in entertainment, it makes sense for us to talk about that sometimes. So our last episode, 44, was on things like set safety and reshoots and stuff like that. But I think all listeners can get on board with with some of that kind of stuff specific to the industry. Yeah, and we, and we hope to bring like some insight into into the inner mechanics of, of TV and movie industry that I can bring, or maybe voiceover stuff that Nick can bring. But at the same time, we're super geeks, so there's other things that are actually happening that we're fans of that we still want to bring you to. So Absolutely. each week it's going to be something fun, whether it's something that's out or whether it's something that that is a is a main sort of topic or things you might have heard about in the industry that maybe we can enlighten you a little bit more with. Yeah. Well, the last thing here I want to say is a big shout out to our newest pod brothers and pod sisters. Oh, yeah. Uh, two of the big, my favorite shows that, that joined the network. And thank you guys for, for joining. Uh, is This Adulting with Steven and Chris? Yes. And not to forget, Call the Chimney Sweep. <laughs> Call the Chimney Sweep is a fantastic side character that, that Chris does. And it's a running joke in the show. And I, I absolutely love that. Also, we'd like to big, send a big Orbital Jigsaw welcome to Insight and nice. Insight Junior. Yeah. Insight is one of the more popular smash hit true crime shows. If you're into investigative cold cases and things like that, they also produce a kid-friendly version of the show called Insight Junior. Nice. So, Ali, Charlie, Paris, Xander, welcome to the network. Awesome. Uh, very happy to have you over here. Hey, tell everybody what this uh, Is This Adulting is about, too, so they can, they can oh, find them, right. too. Uh, is This Adulting is a show with a couple couple of guys who struggle with some mental health issues but in a in a way expose them and talk about them openly and i think there there needs to be more of this in society so it's a comedy podcast about life and dealing with some of these things they have great guests uh other podcasters come on the show talk with them about some of the hot topics of the week it's a lot of fun these guys have great chemistry and if you enjoy those kinds of comedy talk show variety podcasts you're going to have a blast with is this adulting yeah and we hope while we talk about some of the things that you as geeks love we we also hope that you like hanging out with us as well. And so, Nick, since we've barely seen each other for right. the last month, what have you been up to? Uh, well, I, I wanted to give some thoughts on the Defenders. All right. All right. Let's get right into the geek shit. I, I've okay? only watched 20 minutes of this, so go ahead. Well, Let me know. 
with I'm going to do a spoiler-free version of this. Um, it flows really nicely. It was really well put together. Um, the problem that I had with it is that the it has a lot of dependencies baked in from Iron Fist and from Luke Cage. Okay. And arguably, those were two of the less liked of the Marvel Defenders series, the standalone series. Right. What I will say is that there's a lot of stuff that came out of Iron Fist that is important to know going into Defenders. The lore of Kunlan and all of those places it plays into some of the storyline of Defenders. So, uh, you know, it was it was three stars. It was good. It was, you know, I had a blast watching it. I binged through it in two or three days. It didn't bore me to death, but, you know, it wasn't as bad as Iron Fist was or as, you know, Luke Cage, but... It was good. It was solid. I've gotten through about four episodes of Luke Cage, and I like it, but I feel like uh, that show is is so slowly paced that I feel like they had en- enough script for about six episodes, yeah. and then they spread it out over ten. So I did watch the first 20 minutes of Defenders. My whole thing was like, I'm going to just go watch this, and I know enough of these characters from their comic lore that maybe I can just jump right in. And admittedly, uh, it's not that I turned it off because I didn't like it. I turned it off because, as I've just mentioned, I have no time. The other thing I did recently was I got to see a... the For one week, they were doing the remastered Close Encounters of the Third Kind. Yeah. And I got to go see that at one of the best venues here in L.A. called L.A. Live, downtown by the Staples Center. What a venue. Some of you might have seen me tweet the picture of us from the top balcony looking down at an empty theater. It's unbelievable. Because we went on, well, it is believable because we went on a Tuesday night at 11 p.m. Uh, that's why. <laughs> so I have to say, this was uh, this is one of my favorite movies of all time. Uh, it was great to see it. I wasn't bored. Uh, for those that don't absolutely love it, uh, it can be a little bit long-winded at certain points. But seeing it completely remastered, the music, the, the film, the stock, everything was redone. And seeing it in that venue with that kind of sound. Also, the last little thing I'll say about this is there was about a 20 to 30 minute featurette with Spielberg and some of the other top directors. Some of the more modern directors like J.J. Abrams, Denis uh, yeah. who did The Arrival earlier this year. And other top directors in the in the industry these days all kind of giving their opinions on how that film really set the trend for sci-fi going forward and how Steven told a story about how he wanted to make an alien movie coming off of Jaws but at the at the end what it turned into be was this humanity yeah. kind of movie uh, you know exposing this kind of people just being curious humans so I love that film it was great seeing it on the big screen I had never seen it on the big screen before it was a proper 70 millimeter full redone print absolutely beautiful Unfortunately, I think it was only on for a week. Yeah, I think it's gone. I, I saw it on a, on a screen like uh, in college. There was a theater in my college town or actually my hometown that would show a you know a midnight movie every week. And it would be something cool. So I've seen a print of, of Close Encounters, but I can't imagine seeing a remastered sound thing that you got to see. Man, that's awesome. Last thing uh, I'll say here is that uh, we are going to have a merchandise store coming oh. online very soon. So for all of the shows on the Orbital Jigsaw Network, the plan is to have it up and running by the end of this month. So in the next okay, couple cool. of weeks, stickers and coffee mugs and T-shirts and hoodies and tank tops and all kinds of swag. You can even get a phone a case for your iPhone if you want to. Really? Yes, sir. Maybe so, we'll talk about an iPhone in a little bit because maybe. we might have to have different sizes soon. Hmm. But enough about me and what I've been up to for the last, <laughs> I don't know, month. Yeah. 
what have you been up to, Andy? Well, like I said, I've been like knee deep, buried in work, uh, and, and and then Labor Day weekend, I didn't have to work, but I got on a plane and went back to my hometown in Ohio and hung out with uh, my dearest friends. Uh, they flew out for my 40th birthday last year, so we decided to return the favor. My brother and Matt Evans and I flew back and and just had a, an awesome weekend of hanging out and and awesome Ohio food. We went and had Skyline, Skyline Chili, Chili yes. ch- uh, Cheese Coney's. Uh, we went to this place called Marion's Pizza. We went to uh, Bill's Donuts Shop, which is one of the greatest donut shops in the world. That's not me saying that. That's like the magazines have said this. So uh, it was a whirlwind trip, literally flew overnight on a Friday night and was back on Monday and got to spend time with some great friends and have, you know, a bunch of drinks. And it was ridiculous. Um, (laughs) One of the funny things was uh, all of the six guys that I I, uh, am friends with that were celebrating this. uh, When I was in Morocco, I bought uh, six Fez hats (laughs) (laughs) to celebrate this this uh, this event. And everybody wore their Fez hats all weekend. And we called it the 40th birthday Fez Tavol. Nice. Uh, You're welcome. Well, what else have you been up to? Yeah, you know what? I was able to squeeze in, uh, like you went to uh, Close Encounters. I was able, my wife and I went to uh, Terminator 2 and 3D. Remember the remaster that happened a couple yeah. weeks ago? So we we ended up at uh, at uh, in Century City Mall and went and saw the Terminator 2 re-release. Just happened to be sitting in the movie theater with a certain Robert Kirkman. What? Yeah, the guy that created Walking Dead. He was just there, and I'm, my wife, I'm like, hey, that's Robert Kirkman. She's like, who? I'm like, oh. Yeah. But, you know, <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, yeah. Uh, that movie is is an indelible movie for me. Here's here's a quick backstory on that. So when I was in high school and that was coming out, like I was just starting to get into like liking movies for like the the production of it. And I remember my dad buying me a book that was actually um, it had the script in it. And on one side of the you know you'd read the script page, and on the inside of the next page there were storyboards, so you could see an entire movie and how it was storyboarded out. You know, a James Cameron written script with Will Witcher, and uh, I, I had never seen like an actual movie script before. And so I remember getting uh, that book and like watching it with you know when the video release came out. So like that movie was one of the first movies that made me want to get into this industry. Wow. I always kind of it was always like a yeah I want to be in movies, but that was the one that sort of was like this is how it all starts to work, and it all sort of started to come together. And I started to form this idea of like I want to get out there and be a part of this. So seeing it again, while it's an amazing movie still, there is there is no flaw in it. The 3D was not over the top. It wasn't in your face. It was just really well done. It was remastered. Um, everything looked great. So it brought back a lot of childhood memories. It, like It's like I had come full circle in a way. Yeah. And I was there with my wife, and it's one of her favorite movies. So it was, it was a great time. All right. Well, that's fantastic. Let's go on and talk about some of the top news of the week with some quick hits. Andy South Park starts tomorrow. We're recording on a Tuesday night here. Tomorrow is the premiere of the new season of South Park. And as they do, (laughs) they're kicking it off with what appears to be a very controversial premiere. No. Last year, if you remember last season, I should say it was tied to the whole Colin Kaepernick Uh uh, kneeling during the anthem thing. Well, now they're going to be doing a something that's tied to all of the protests around Confederate monuments. Oh boy, hot button issue. Uh, Wouldn't be South Park without something like that. Yep. So I, I, of course, they're going to make light of it and make fun of it and satire the the f out of it. But it, you know, at the same time, I'm sitting here just kind of chewing nails, going, "Oh God, oh God, what are they going to do?" You know, John Carpenter. Remember the guy that uh, created Halloween, Big Trouble in Little China? Made the thing. You, you yeah, might my have favorite heard. horror movie yeah, of all you, time. You yeah, heard, that you guy. Heard the guy. Yeah. Well, you remember we talked about a couple episodes ago that David Gordon Green. Uh, acclaimed director is doing a reboot. Uh, no reboot city. We know that they're doing a reboot of Halloween, but apparently uh, the script has been read by John Carpenter, and he liked it so much that John Carpenter says, "I want to do the music in the movie." Uh, 
Wait, he's a composer? Of course he's a composer. He's the guy that wrote the Halloween theme. And he did all the music in Big Trouble in Little China. So, that's John Carpenter. So, if he says, I want to do the music, is he just going to play that again? And just take all the music royalties? Which he would already get. Yeah, exactly. Whatever. Go ahead, John Carpenter. Do whatever you want. Yeah, I mean, you know, you are Mr. Horror. I have... I bow at your 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 evil feet. Uh, in other directorial news, Patty Jenkins has officially signed on to do oh. Wonder Woman two. That broke out this week. That that actually awesome. the, the the ink is on the paper. They're on the contract. Uh, it's rumored to be an eight million dollar deal. Yep. And she's also going to get some points for box office proceeds. So we're looking at Patty Jenkins in the ten million dollar director territory. Oh, it'll be more than that with the with, if it does a box office like this one did. I mean, wow, that's that's amazing and well deserved. And I can't wait for Wonder Woman too. Well, hey, we also got some news on the runtime of the new Blade Runner twenty forty nine sequel that's coming out, and yes. that was that the runtime on it is going to be two hours and forty five minutes. Right. So two thousand forty nine minutes, just like the title of the movie. Perfect. We just talking recently about some people were all up in arms about Justice League being like two forty, yeah, two fifty. But we're, we live in the age of like prestige television where you don't, you know, you don't, you have now ten hours to tell a story in a, in in Game of Thrones per season. So going two forty five, I'm okay with it as long as the world is good. And the world is about to get a lot better after Apple's announcement today. Apple gets the Stone Cold salute. I said, give me a hell yeah. All right, tell me uh, what happened, because I missed all of it. I just got texts today about all the cool stuff that's coming. Yes, I was live texting you as, as <laughs> no, we were yeah. going. Uh, so I don't know if you were reading all of them, but you know, whatever. Uh, look, the big thing, the big takeaway from the, the context of this show is that Apple has officially legitimized 4K. Right. Specifically 4K HDR10, if we want to get into the nitty-gritty nuts and bolts. But with the announcements around the iPhones and being able to do video in native 4K yep. on, directly onto your phone, the Apple TV 4K that was announced today uh, that is going to support native 4K HD, uh, uh, Ultra HD with HDR10, meaning you can stream all of your stuff directly to your 4K TV natively. Uh, all kinds of stuff around 4K. They brought it uh, with this announcement. Yes, we had phones. Yes, there was an Apple TV. Yes, there's all kinds of software and stuff. Yes, there's a friggin' poop emoji that you can... <laughs> <laughs> do face ID into it. great. You know, none of that stuff is you know. And there's AR if you want to talk about some of that for gaming and whatnot. But for the purposes of this show, what yeah. they're doing is they're basically Best Buy and Amazon are probably like, thank you, because yes. that's going to send a ton of people out to the stores that don't already have them, myself included, Me too. to go buy a 4K TV because all of this. This content, whether you yourself creating it, whether you have it yourself, is now going to all be in 4K. The big takeaway for me was all of the movies that I currently have on iTunes that are eventually going to be upgraded to 4K for free. They're just going to say, well, you've already bought the HD version. You got 4K now. Yep. So that is immediately making me want to rush out and buy a 4K TV. And then on the flip side of them, they're like, well, you don't have to buy discs anymore. You can just do it on your 4K Apple TV. And I'm like, hmm, right? Thank you, Apple. Yeah. <laughs> We're Apple. We have all the money. <laughs> no more disc swapping. Uh, just, thank you for, for perpetuating I my st- mission statement. I still love discs, but that's another story. <laughs> you just love it because you got a free PS4 Pro. Kind of, yes. Anyway. So thank you, Apple. I also wanted to give a special shout out to Tim Cook. And they gave at the opening of the Apple event today, They what most don't may not realize if you didn't watch it was today was the first time in the brand new... Uh, Steve Jobs Theater. 
in the new Apple campus on Infinity Loop uh, with the one that looks like a big UFO in a spaceship. Right. Uh, Tim gave this heartwarming kind of 10-year anniversary of the first iPhone cool. from, from 2007 and mentioned some of the mission statements of Steve uh, remembering him and all, it was it was kind of it was pretty intimate, and you know you could tell he was getting a little bit emotional up Did there. Did they open the show with that, or yeah. was it okay? So yeah, I'll have to go absolutely. back and watch that presentation. Uh, it was fantastic for anybody that hasn't seen it. Uh, they also did a demo of some of the new Face ID stuff. Uh, yeah. Craig Figueredi, <laughs> some dude in like a, some dude in a button down and jeans, right? right. Like, Mr. Like, Silicon Valley. Hey, look but, at my phone, can do it. Check yeah. it out. The irony is though is that the Face ID thing didn't work. Like oh. the first time he pulled, you're supposed oh to just, my God, no. there's no more home button. So oh, you no. just put your phone up and you look at your face and then it pops up and asked him for his passcode. Oh no. Like, oops. Oh no. Oh, <laughs> that no. guy does not get a stone cold salute. <laughs> yeah, no, he does not. <laughs> Those were some huge announcements for us. We're fans of Apple. We we're both waiting to get new phones and now we can here in a couple of weeks, maybe next week or whatever it is. But there was one other big announcement today. And for that, we got to go to the lobby. Let's all go to the lobby to get ourselves a treat all right andy what what is what is kathy kennedy up to why uh, okay let's just establish what's going on lucasfilm has replaced yet another director in the star wars franchise for any some of the upcoming films it's the third time yeah they've done this so last week and we we were going to put this originally as a quick hit in this show was that colin tavaro was out as the director for episode nine and in uh in talks to do this were a couple of directors that they mentioned we woke up this morning thinking we were going to have that as a quick hit we had another main lobby topic which we'll get to next week so stay tuned to that yes but as as I get up this morning, I was already up, but I got a, a, a blurb on my phone. J.J. Abrams is is set to direct and write episode nine. I was like, <gasps> what? And so that's what happened. That's the big announcement today. Uh, well, let's let's backtrack a little bit and talk about kind of what happened. What's going on with Lucasfilm? We know that Gilroy came in to air quotes fix some of Gareth Edwards' work in on Rogue, Rogue One, right? And we know that we would not have had that ending Darth Vader scene yep. had he not. Yep. So as much as I kind of liked what Gareth Edwards did with the rest of the movie, I don't know, I'm torn. Would you have still liked Rogue One as much without that Darth Vader ending scene? It's tough to say. I mean, maybe I would have liked it with Stormtroopers walking around in the water like we saw in trailers. I mean, I don't Good know. Point. But I guess it's this seems to be a running trend. I mean, we had Lord and Miller that are get replaced by Ron Howard in the uh, Han Solo movie, uh, and now Trevorrow, who is out in Episode Nine, and they bring in J.J. Abrams. It's like the, the quick fix. Um, so why? Why, I, why? Why? Before we get to JJ and, and that stuff, why are why is this happening now on a regular, consistent basis? I, like what? What in the hell is actually happening here? So it seems to me, and I can't speak on it because I don't know any of these people. Um, I, I know what what is what seems to have happened is that young hot directors have been brought in to do their take on star Wars, but their takes haven't been what they want. And potentially these directors have been difficult to deal with, right? We don't know. We weren't there, but they've gone back and they've replaced them. Gilroy's an exception to that, but they've gone back and replaced uh, Lord and Miller with Ron Howard. That guy's proven. And when Trevorrow maybe drops the ball a little bit, who should we get? Let's get JJ Abrams. And there was talk for a long time that it might be Ryan Johnson who had just done, you know, episode eight for him. And from all everything we've heard, they're very thrilled with what episode eight is going to be hang on i'm going to challenge you on something. all right fine you said ron howard is proven not in star wars code 
What are you talking Apollo about? Apollo 13? Apollo 13 is an amazing movie. From 1998. 95. 95. But still, Ron Howard is a... He hasn't done anything in 20 years. He's a proven director. He could do it. He's done it. He's good. He knows how to make a movie. Subjective. But sure. I Okay. Apollo 13, I'm not taking anything away from it, but that was mostly Tom Hanks and Gary Sinise carrying that film, if we're going to be honest. Fine. I disagree with you on that, but that's not <laughs> what we're talking about. Back to the Star Wars right. stuff. Is this a bad thing? So it's it's... It's the Disney marketing like spin press thing. People don't care about like, oh, Trevorrow is out as as the director of episode nine. And people are like, oh, wait, maybe the movie's in trouble. But they're like, oh, that's bad news. Oh, man, Star Wars is going to be terrible. And then like a week later, like, but don't worry. JJ's going to direct it. Everybody's like, yay, he made Force Awakens. And I love Force Awakens. I know you hate it, but. I don't hate it. You know what I mean. Hate's a strong word. You don't love it as much as I do. But I, uh, but, I have a different opinion of it. Fair enough. But, but if you're hoping that. It, Somebody is going to come in and wrap this up properly. It's going to be that guy. He created the characters in the first movie in episode seven. Ray, Finn, Poe Dameron, Kylo Ren. All those characters were basically molded by him. I and, take, hand, and I take nothing away from right, that. Right, and then hand it off to Ryan Johnson, and he's done his own thing with it, which we haven't seen. And we, it, this has a finite end to this trilogy. And so if you can get the guy, go ahead and bring him back. I'm okay with it. Uh, you know what? I'm I'm trying to stay optimistic, but uh, you know, as I've said on this show many times, I'm in the camp, and there's many in this camp that just believe that the Force Awakens was nothing more than a redux of of New Hope of Episode Four. Right. And if you look at it for what it is, if you can get past the fantasy of seeing it, it's if it's almost a carbon copy story. It's fine of, of Episode Four. I'm okay with that, and that's fine. That's you know everybody has an opinion on this, just like I have mine. Well, a lot but, of people were okay with it when you think of all the money that movie. Of made. course, of course it did. Of course it made a shitload of money. We haven't had a Star Wars movie since what 2003. Oh, which besides one? Rogue One, sure, fine, all right. So we've been living on cartoons for the last 15 years, and all of a sudden JJ shows up and. Look, it's Han Solo. Remember Han Solo? Yeah. Oh, look, it's Princess Leia. Remember Princess Leia? I remember you liking this movie a lot more when we saw it in the theater <laughs> than you're saying right now. I get I, it. I, you're playing devil's advocate. I get it. I get it. To I get an extent, it. but I get uh, it. this is my real opinion. This okay, isn't some kind enough. of weird kayfabe that I'm doing on the, on the, the talk show here. <laughs> uh, look, the, the thing that comes out of this that I take away is um, I really want to know, and, and I know we'll never know why this is happening. I, I want to understand why you bet big on these up-and-coming directors and then quickly give up and go back to the old standbys. That's what I want to understand. So maybe you can help me from an industry perspective or from a DGA perspective uh. understand the, the logic of... is. You know, you could certainly speculate that it's the it's the old guarantee. Yeah. But part of me wants the visionary, the young James Camerons of the world in the early '80s coming out with this stuff. You know, I I want to see new sci-fi directors, but we're getting Ron Howard who did Apollo 13 in 1995, so he's a proven director. Yeah, I I didn't know that I didn't know that uh, that uh, Lucasfilm was now run by Stinky Pete. But um, uh, so oh yeah, here here's my response to that. Uh. I'm okay with it. It's a horrible argument, but I'm okay with it. I'm okay with them doing and getting these movies right. I'm okay with... with and, and at the end of the day, it's probably about money. Of course. And as, as fans, we're all like, yay, we can't wait to see the new Star Wars movie. But this is Disney on top of Lucasfilm, and this is about money. And there's a certain... 
a quality that these movies have to meet and a certain expectation that these movies have to meet, which was destroyed by the prequels. And so they've set the precedent with Force Awakens, and it's like, sorry about all that. Here's the Star Wars movie you kind of wanted. Here's the characters you liked, and half of them are gone now. Now we're going to do the next thing. You have this whole new set of characters. We don't know what's going to happen in Episode Eight. You could speculate that it's going to be the same storyline as Empire Strikes Back if what you're saying is true. Mm-hmm. I don't think it is. But ultimately, a story is a story. There's an Act 1 and Act 2. We get to the climax, and it's over. So at some point at the end of Episode Nine, it's going to wrap up the story with Ray and Finn and Poe and pass the torch to them. That's what's going to happen. It, so there's going to be some version of that, and it should be in the hands of somebody who could make a quality film. And in this case, it's J.J. Abrams. It's going to be the Rebels fighting the evil First Order Empire while the young up-and-coming Jedi goes off to some weird, strange planet and learns how to be a Jedi. Take a book. Yeah. Uh, so with the, the old Jedi that's on his last legs. So, you know... Is but, it a rehash? <laughs> but Maybe? that's all speculation. We don't know what's going to happen in eight. We don't know what's going to happen in nine. The, the, what we're talking about here is if you're going to put the movie, whatever it is, and he's now also writing it. Let's not forget yeah. that. Uh, you're going to put it in the hands of somebody that is a proven commodity and somebody that not only the, the studios trust, but somebody that the fans trust. J.J. Abrams, while he's done Star Trek, has admitted that he's a Star Wars fan above a Star Trek fan. It, he loves this world, and he loves living in it. Same as Ryan Johnson. You want people that are going to do that. Yep. I can't say the same for Ron Howard. I can't say the same for Tony Gilroy, and right. Gareth Edwards was that guy, and, and Tony Gilroy cleaned it up, and Lord and Miller, who knows, and Ron Howard is there to clean it up and fix the Han Solo movie, but here we are. J.J. Abrams is going to direct episode nine. How can anybody be mad about that? As long as Damon Lindelof stays as far away <laughs> as possible from it, I'm I'm fine. True. So we're talking Star Wars here. Yep. It, this isn't the end. It's not like suddenly after episode nine, Disney's going to be like, okay, we've done it. Good job. No. All right, that's good. Close the theme parks yep. down and let's go home. Exactly. Let's make all the stormtroopers walk around. And da, 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 da. No, this is, this is a continuing thing. And I don't think it's going to end with episode nine. Okay. Could, well, well, let's look at the future of Star Wars. Let's let's look beyond episode enough. 9. Let's, let's start there. Because obviously both of the 8 and 9 are going to make a bajillion dollars in our in, in concession stand currency, of course. That's right. Um, but there's also not only a, the potential of a new trilogy, such as like 10, 11, 12. Right, because you've got all these new characters. You've got a whole new set. And the thing that's more intriguing to me is the fact that they're doing all of these standalone features now. Uh, we've got two that are... One that's in production right one that's seriously being speculated as a real thing and third is you know a little bit more far-fetched but could be a real thing yep uh han solo is ron solo is what i'm going to call it from ron now solo on. Ron. ron oh yes this oh, the ron solo movie yeah. <laughs> <laughs> kind of a freudian slip by you but yes. here, but this is my theory on the ron solo movie is that i'm hoping that the han solo that died in enforce awakens was actually Ron Solo, who you just came up with, this is what's happening. We don't know too much because they haven't released too much about the Han Solo movie. They call it the untitled Han Solo movie. <laughs> it's actually the Ron Solo movie. Yes. Because Ron Solo died in episode seven and Han Solo is still alive and my world is complete. I told you this was going to happen. Wait for episode eight. Please tell me Han Solo is still alive. Guys, this is what I have Please to deal with. Please tell me Han Solo is still alive. This is what I have to deal with on a constant basis. Please tell me Han Solo is still alive. We're never going to move past this one. All right. All right. So the other one that we're talking about is, uh, do we know anything? By the way, do we know anything else about the Han Solo movie from a story? No, no we don't. We just we know that Lando's in it. We know that Chewbacca's in it. We know at some point he's probably going to get the Millennium Falcon, and that's it. Great. Comes out in May of next year. So I we're going to watch a movie about a poker game uh, sure. with sure. smugglers sure. getting a ship. Would you watch a movie about Lord of the Rings like or, 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 or something of just like, oh, here's that one thing that those Lord of the Rings guys did? Sure Absolutely. you would. Absolutely. Same thing for me with Star Wars. <laughs> same thing for you with Star Wars. Come on. 
You're being devil's advocate, but I, but I like li- it. I I'm like being it. a little bit of a brat I like it. today. I like just it. To it's just good. Wind it's good. Him up. Good discussion. Uh, the other one we were talking about was the Obi Wan uh, standalone film, which, as far as I'm concerned, I don't want to see unless it's you and McGregor. I agree with that, but okay, it could be somebody with a beard. <laughs> well, he's it, aged 15 years it's now. Perfect. If yeah. they, it, like they have the money to pull this off, he said he wants to do it. They're just like it's it's all that timed announcement stuff we're talking about, right? Yep. So we've got okay, episode eight will come out, and I'm sure it'll be great. And then uh, when they oh, the other thing we forgot to bring out is episode nine because of this change actually has a new release date. Ooh. Did you hear that and all no. the, these news things today? So it was going to be May the fourth or whatever. Wasn't May twenty fifth, oh, the, right. the anniversary yeah. of Star Wars, or whatever in twenty nineteen. Now it's pushed back to December twentieth okay. of twenty nineteen. I don't know if that's to give JJ time to rewrite or maybe his schedule with, with movies he's doing. Who knows? I don't know. They've pretty much locked down the Christmas exactly. season exactly. That's another I mean, thing from a business standpoint. Right. It, it makes a lot of sense. Force Awakens, December. Rogue One, December. Yep. Last Jedi, December. Yep. There they you have go. Owned the Christmas season yeah. for the last few years. Well, um, that could be the marketing department jumping you, in for all so we know. So where do we put Obi Wan's movies in a timeline if we're writing this? Is it between Episode Three and Luke finding him on Tatooine? I think it has to be. Like, what was yeah. he doing? Like, is it going to be two hours of him sitting on his porch and waiting on, for Luke on to show Tatooine, up? like with a lemonade? <laughs> I think we've made that joke before, but yes. still, it could be that. You know, or is he like, hey, look, there's the sand people. How's it going, sand people? What do you got going on? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. That was chewy. Sorry. That was bad. (laughs) Still, there could be Wookiees on Tatooine. You don't know. There were. They're like Chewbacca was in the the, the cantina. He might run into him. Maybe that's it. Maybe he just sits around and drinks in the cantina all the time. just blew my mind. Yeah. Maybe it's like leaving Las Vegas with or leaving Moss Eisley with Obi-Wan. Who knows? What? That's fantastic. See, this is why they don't don't hire me in the Disney group. (laughs) Uh, the last one we wanted to speculate a little bit on was there is a little bit of rumor and total rumor out of Star Wars Celebration earlier this year right? with the appearance, surprise appearance of Hayden Christensen, uh, potentially of a Darth Vader standalone feature. I would be into that. Would you be into this? Absolutely, but I would want to make sure that it was dark yeah, but and you- messed up enough to continue the story from when we left him first getting the suit on him at the end of episode three to in between what, that and Rogue One, basically, yeah, it'd have to okay. be that time. And there's plenty of time in there, right? So what happened? Why? How did he become the 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 great evil Sith Lord? Sure, I'd want to see that. Absolutely. But it's like the weird part about that is he's like a bad guy that you root for, so he's almost like the American Psycho of the uh, of the Star Wars universe in a way, right? Because like you're, there has to be something that he would be against, or does he become the good guy because you know that he's Anakin? There's some interesting stuff you could do with that. But how right. do you get him to like, what's New his, Hope? Right. What's his? What's his? What's his? His his uh, his antagonist? If Darth Vader is the good guy, if you're making a movie about him as the central character, what's the what's the bad guy? Some dirty the, rebel. The Jedi's that he's hunting down potentially to wipe out. Maybe. Yeah, maybe. It's trying to find his kids. Could be. Who knows? Does he even know that he has them? We don't know that. I don't think so. We, he knows that he has them, but uh, who knows? He that, knows that Padme good. was pregnant, but yeah. I don't think he ever saw the kids. Sure. If I remember know. right from so, episode three. So there is, there it is. We would see that movie. You want to know. That's, I want to know. We go write the script now? Sure. All right. Could be a Boba Fett movie I've heard. Could oh, be a Yoda movie I've heard. That would be so good. Could be a Yoda movie i heard. Also, that movie is the same thing. He just mm. waits in the swamp with his little cane right. and waits for Luke Skywalker just, to show it's up. It's just him making mush on Dagobah. It's like Gran Torino in a way, but like... <laughs> But like the Star Wars version. Get off my swamp. Off my lawn, get off. (laughs) Nice. All right, so the last thing I wanted to talk about here was potentially a new trilogy. 10, 11, 12. Hinted at it a second ago. We but did, yeah, but let's, 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 let's flesh yeah. this out. Let's get to the end of episode nine. Again, we have no idea what's coming in eight and nine. Full disclosure. not at all. 
but we assume that Ray, Finn, Poe, BB-8, all those guys are going to be a part of that new generation, that new universe. Sure. We've also got you know Rebels and all kinds of stuff that has come along since then to explain, fill in some of the gaps. Yeah. I, there's all kind. Of, like you said, this is not going to end. They're not spending billions of dollars building these theme parks for this to go away in two years. Yeah. So at, at a, this has to continue, but I'm curious, where do we go from here? So, okay, let's just... Simple. So if the Luke Skywalker character dies, uh, if if all of the characters we grew up with are gone, right? We've established the new Finn, Ray, uh, BB-8. We have we have all of, we have all of those archetypes from the first Star Wars now in the new form yep. that we have a new trilogy for. They wouldn't go back into a prequel of that, but there could be another trilogy about it. Whatever sure. happens out of this, and we follow Ray and Finn and Poe, and those are our heroes. And then we still have maybe Kylo Ren. Who knows? Maybe Snoke. Who knows? Maybe there's another villain that shows up. We don't know. But yes, this is a perpetual thing that can just keep going forever because you end the Skywalker saga and then you start a new saga, the Rey saga or whatever that is. We don't even know if she's a Skywalker or could be. The possibilities are endless. We've established this. But you're right. It's not going to stop. The last thing I'll ask you here is, is is Kathy Kennedy the new Lucas? Is, Is she really just overseeing and being just the master of all things Star Wars at Lucasfilm? I think so. I mean, he handpicked her when he decided that he wanted to sell Lucasfilm. Yeah. He said, um, I want you. I'm, I'm done. I don't want to be Lucasfilm guy anymore. I want you to be head of Lucasfilm. He handpicked her to be in charge of all of it. And that's a massive like responsibility if you think about it. And she loves it and she has owned it. And look what, what has happened under her watch. So, yes, I think she is the keeper of the of the of the force, if you want to call her that. Yeah. But let's not forget, it's not just those properties. Indiana Jones is Lucasfilm. True. Right? So she's all that stuff's getting rebooted as well. So she'll be overseeing all of that. So I feel like the properties that we grew up with and that we love are in very good hands. Well, like we were saying about nine, uh, 10, 11, and 12 as far as episodes of Star Wars, and in, they're doing a new Indiana Jones movie as well. I mean, the sky's the limit as far as Lucasfilm is concerned. I mean, yeah. I, I don't know of a better investment than Disney buying Lucasfilm in recent memory. Yeah. Because look at what it's turning out to be now that they've gotten their hands on it and, and flooded it with cash to go and make a lot of these new new properties. Before Lucas got rid of it, Star Wars was just his own little like six things of movies mm-hmm. and action figures. And since Disney has taken over, they've expanded it to cartoons and Star Wars Rebels. And now we've got a new trilogy. And now we maybe have standalone movies and we have other characters and universes. So they're creating this prote- uh, perpetual like sci-fi universe. Last time I heard of that, it was called Star Trek. There was that original trilogy. There was that, or the original group of characters, and then we had the Next Generation, and now we had spinoffs, and then we had Star Trek Discovery. So it's like the Star Trek is a thing, and Disney has realized that they could take Star Wars and turn it into a like a, a overall balloon of this sci-fi thing, right. and, they, and, and the possibilities are endless. I never even thought about it like yeah. that. Star so, Trek has been a massive thing of all kinds of different shows, right? And all of and, and but Star Wars was still just this little niche of like you know three movies at one point, and Holy then it. Became, so then it became six, and then it became nine, and like it's they've taken it, realized what it could be, and have, have just run with it. So kudos to them, kudos to Kathy Kennedy, and I can't wait to see what's next. Well, guys, I want to hear what you think about the this news because this is a pretty big deal, and for any of the Star Wars fans out there, um, I I'm curious to hear what you think about JJ doing another of this trilogy. So he's going to have two out of the three films in this trilogy. Uh, are you okay with that? Did you like Force Awakens? Let us know because that's this is one of those things where this is an ongoing dialogue that we want to hear from you guys as well. But that's going to do it for us this week. Oh wait, we had one more thing. Yeah, I, I did want to. Um, 
I did want to tell a story. So in the limited time that I've had on Sunday afternoon, uh, my little girls, I spoil them uh, like crazy. As you know, there's just stuffed animals and toys and all kinds of stuff all over the room. Right. So my wife and I got it's to the point where like the closet is full and the stuffed animals and toys are spilling out onto the floor. <laughs> And there's no more room for them. So we said to the girls, and they're like, Daddy, I want to get this toy. Daddy, you know, we want this toy. And I said, all right, fine. If you want to get new toys, you got to get rid of some of the other stuff. And so we took, we had a we had a stuffed animal and old toy purge. Like there were old baby toys and all kinds of stuff. They're eight and five. They don't need half of this stuff anymore. I'm sure if there's parents listening, you've been through this. Yeah. This is the first time in my home that we've actually done this. Long story short, uh, we had... A ton of bags that we were going to donate to Goodwill or to potential hurricane victims, just getting toys into kids' hands. We want to share it, right? So I ended up with a trash bag full of like older toys in my trunk. And I had an early call on Thousand Oaks, and I was way far away. But as I'm driving, and I suddenly hear, I'm like, where is that coming from? And then I realize that the bag in the trunk had had like toys like so if it hit a bump like it, it hit something that like right. set off the noise <laughs> so, 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 the noise. right so i hit a bump like as i'm driving every now and then i hear it's a bump. it's creepy right like as anyway coming from the truck right. of your car so it gets better so then i get to to where i'm working we have to park in like a dirt lot that's like really bumpy right so as i get out of the car and i slam the door uh I, somebody is pulling you know he's getting out of their car at the same like hey how's it going and suddenly of course you hear <laughs> he's like what the hell is that i'm like i don't like it's this weird awkward moment where yes disney is still attacking me at work don't yeah. mind that noise coming from my trunk <laughs> exactly it's not a child don't worry <laughs> there's it's, no it's small fine. children it's in my fine. trunk it's fine it's fine i bet that made for an awkward moment but it was a good moment i thought i'd share it with you <laughs> i can only imagine how awkward that got <laughs> that's fantastic well hey man it is freaking awesome to be back oh, i i hate yeah. being away oh. for these long times when we have to go about but i think it was the right thing to do while we explored some new options for the show. I hope you guys, the listeners, all enjoy the kind of more condensed but focused uh, version of the show that we want to do. We have big, big plans for things that we want to do that are going to bring us more in your faces, in your houses, in your ears, that we want to be more interactive with you guys. There's tons of ways to get in touch with us. We love hearing from our listeners uh, you can email us, cs at orbitaljigsaw.com. You can head over to the iTunes store and leave us a review and some feedback there. Or you can find us on Twitter, at Concession Stand. Leave us a tweet. Let us know what you guys think. I missed you, man. And and yeah. it's and, and it, I'm so proud of us uh, 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 for getting to this one-year mark, and that's quite a milestone. We didn't know how long this was going to last. We're really happy with what we've done, but we're really doing it for you. We love that you come out and hang out with us. We want to hear from you, like he said, and we can't wait to get to you soon. Absolutely. Well, guys, that's going to do it for us this week. Be sure to head over to orbitaljigsaw.com. Check yes. out all of the other great shows yes. that are over there. Specifically, if you like this show, you're really going to enjoy the Super Nerds UK show. want to give those guys a shout out uh, as they also do some things around geek culture. But differently, they interview some really cool celebrities and go to a lot of the cons and interview people there. Yeah. So definitely check out the Super Nerds. And they're British and they have accents, which <laughs> is always a good time. So good. Yes. My name's Nick Howell. You can find me over on Twitter at Data Center Dude. And I'm Andy Nelson. You can find me at Andy Nelson76, also on Twitter. But until next time, later. Bye. This show is part of the Orbital Jigsaw Network. For more episodes, subscribe to us on iTunes, Google Play, or Stitcher Radio. For details and show notes from each episode, check us out, orbitaljigsaw.com.